ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I love watching these cats just melt down. I want to see what these guys are made of. Welcome to episode 13 of Title 24 presented by NBC Sports. I'm RC. That's Ryan Villapoto coming to you live. Well, I wouldn't say live. This is recorded. But uh, nevertheless, we're excited uh, about the show today. But first, before we get going, like always, we're going to thank United Motorsports, Foxo USA, and Quad Lot Case for uh, being partners of Title 24. We appreciate uh, you guys and all of our viewers and listeners. Make sure you check them out. Uh, great companies to be a part of, and we're glad to be associated with them. But uh, it was an off weekend, RV. I was, I was sure it was sure nice to uh, not hop on an airplane Friday and, <laughs> and sleep in on Saturday. I didn't do much sleeping in, but uh, um, I was able to, uh, I, I did a ride yesterday, a distinguished gentleman's ride. And it's a, it's a ride that uh, is backed heavily by Triumph. And it's a, they advocate for uh, men's mental health and as well as prostate cancer research. So uh, they do it like worldwide. And uh, it, it's pretty cool great initiative but nevertheless we got out on the bikes and uh it looks like you're in uh colorado dude yeah that's right gateway colorado so we're out here for a yamaha tanneray 700 and uh side-by-side event it's about three days long so you're coming from my room inside uh inside the hotel here so it's nice what's a nice getaway yeah how was uh are you guys doing a lot of off-road or is it like like what percentage? I believe, so I, yeah, I believe we have a big, pretty decent sized group of people. So I doubt um, it'll be super, super technical, but uh, yeah. myself, uh, Bradshaw, Damon's here. So he's always a good oh, time to sweet. hang out with. And uh, you know, we'll get out and, and get on the T7s, go out and check it out. The scenery from driving in already has been insane. So Epic. that's going to be super rad. And then uh, we'll see, maybe getting a side-by-side, maybe that new, the new RMAX and, and go out and check it out. So definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, is it like is it a a dealer convention? Like what? Like what is it, buddy? It's that's over my head. I was told when to be here, when to leave, what times, <laughs> and I'm here. So my job is so far started, and it's it's looking good. We're 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 on the. I don't know what we're doing. I'm I'm supposed to be here, and I'm here. That's my first box checked. Well, nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Assuming you left this morning from Cali, yeah. Yeah, yeah, flew out of John Wayne around uh, I think it was eight thirty. So our typical show time is right before that, right? So I'm like, boys, it's going to be an afternoon show today. Hey, um, with the off weekend and then everyone gearing up for Promoter Cross Championship, were you at it, uh, any of the stopwatch nationals this past week? 
I have been, I have been. So it's uh, obviously with, with uh, Florida being like the new California um, for yeah. a lot of the teams and stuff now, KTM, um, Star Yamaha and things like that. Not everybody was, is out here, but there was a, definitely a handful of guys. Um, and uh, I, just off the top of my head is um, jumping into as Max Voland uh, from what I've seen at Paula and Paris the last couple, I guess, two weeks. Um, he's going to be, I know Paul and Hangtown, he's going to be very strong. We'll see once we get to the East coast, when the ruts and things like that are, are different tracks are completely different, but typical Southern California track, Hangtown, uh, uh, Paula or Fox raceway. Um, he's gonna, if he gets off the gate, he, and he's going to be, he's going to be some trouble, I think. Ah, that's, I, I, uh, I, I've always respected the skill that he has, on the motorcycle. Like if you watch him, he does, he's, he does some pretty skillful stuff. I think he like, he does a lot of BMX too. Right. So there's some B, BMX influence there. What I know. Yeah. I think that, I don't know if he actually BMX is, but I know that KTM free ride bike that they have. I've seen a ton of videos as an amateur of him riding in like uh, river bottoms and like little tight turn tracks, really technical stuff. So I think that's, that's where I see what you're talking about is that's kind of comes, it kind of comes into play. Right. So uh, coming off the Supercross championship and, you know, a lot of speculation about not speculation, but a lot of chatter and talk about what could be changed and uh, to make things a little bit better, safer, whether it's obstacles or races or what have you. And then I saw some releases of some tracks with the Pro Motocross Championship and uh, one like Redbud, for, for instance, and, and just the layout and it's been interesting to watch the forum boards and, and what they had to say. And before I, I, I give you a word here, in my opinion, like what I've, what I've seen all this chatter be about, whether it's, ah, uh, there's too many races or this obstacle needs to be removed or, or, or there needs to be more maintenance. No one really talks about like the speed as much as, mm. as much as they talk about too many races or, or, or like what I just talked about. And I see these tracks just in general, not, and I'm not just singling out Redbud, but a lot. You go back to when on two strokes, the, there were way more corners, tight corners, which in turn slows things down. Uh, we were on two strokes too, so we're even at slower speeds. But now when you look at aerial footage of racetracks, I just feel like they're, they're so fast and there's not as many, doesn't seem like there's many corners as there was there's not as many sharp corners as it was and there's more high speed sweeping turns so in my opinion and i've been seeing this for a while now for a couple of years and i just kind of just haven't said anything about it but now with all the chatter i i just you know there there are things that can be fixed but at the end of the day the biggest one of the biggest things that i feel have changed is the guys are just going so fast I agree. So, I mean, any, in any car crash situation, right. It, the speed's always a factor in any of that, that, that when they look into right. how he crashed, how they, and you know, if it was gnarly, if they passed away, things like that, it comes down to a speed factor. Right. Um, yeah. so I, a hundred percent agree with, um, Redbud. um, you know, looking over at, they showed the new LaRocco's leap side of the track. And, um, I can remember racing it on, on a lights bike. And there was, I think there was one or there was actually two more lanes in that whole section, I believe. Um, so it can, it, it opens it up to say, yes, the track's a lot slower. 
um, speed's the killer. Speed is what really, uh, you know, gets these guys hurt, hurt most of the time. And, and high point too, like the new changes that they had made at high point, um, a couple years ago from one hill to the other hill, they ran the whole thing, like all the way down. And, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, you go back to old footage, like what you're talking about, two stroke footage, um, yeah. probably like you on a 125. they used to go down in the tree section. It was very tight. Um, you'd come come back across the start and you'd hit the the wood board. I never got to race that that one, but uh, but yeah, to your point is, it's not the tracks. Yes, the bikes are getting faster and faster every couple of years, um, but still, we we can you can ride those bikes on a tight track. I mean, we do it in Supercross yeah. already. So for, as for outdoors, I think they need to add more turns, add more technical sections. I mean, to reference Europe, um, they have a ton of ton of tight sections. Like when I was over there. Oh, really? The tracks, yeah, part of the tracks was like you you barely fit like three, four bikes wide in, in some of the areas. Yeah. Um, so very tight, very technical, which slows it down. So if anybody's asking, well, how do we fix this? I would say we just need to make the tracks slower, um, especially for outdoors. Supercross, maybe a little bit different thing. You know, we can't, the tracks are already what they are, where to take up the floor. So I feel like too, even when, when you tighten the corners up, I feel like it, 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 it makes it more technical and can give a better rider an advantage if they, if they're great in their corners, like they're good on their entry corner entry, they can carry a lot of speed or they're great on corner exit. You know, I think it gives you that advantage rather than it being a sweeping corner when everyone can just pretty much go the same speed. So mm. that that's another thing too, when everyone's going the same speed then they start hanging it out a little more, in my opinion, to try to get that tenth of a gap. Well, if you have slower technical technical spots where you can make up, say, a half second or you know three four tenths of a second rather than a half of a tenth, you know the the guy can can ride that ragged edge a little bit less. So I you know listen all these keyboard warriors and and everyone having these great ideas about how to make the tracks. Let's start with the speed. <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I, they need to slow the tracks down. Um, and I think outdoors, for example, what we're talking about now is, is they have the space to do it. Like I said, the old, uh, the old section over there by Redbud where the sand whoops were or are still. Um, yeah, it just completely that, you know, they, like I said, there was two extra lanes. So you got another yeah. three or four corners in that whole section there. So um, yeah. that definitely would help to slow it down. I agree. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. Uh, let's get right into the quad lock question of the week. Uh, good question. Uh, it's from Z Wiley. Thank you for uh, being a loyal listener to, uh, uh, to Title 24, myself and RV. We appreciate you and our partners do as well. So the quad lock question of the week, uh, Z Wiley says, what keeps a rider mentally focused? Is it goals, ambition, or just love of the sport? I ride amateur races as a B rider, but I find myself burning out at times. <laughs> well, I, that's a great question. And for me, RV, I think, um, you know, what keeps me mentally focused is just being on a routine and staying and knowing what I need to do and having those goals, whether it's at the practice track that where if it was at the practice track that day, I knew what I was going to work on. And then the same at the races. I, I knew what I needed to do. I know where I needed to be at on the start. And I know where I wanted to be at like lap five. I know where I wanted to be at lap 10. So I think just being really engaged with what you're doing every single day or every single time you ride that motorcycle or you have a purpose 
uh, that's at least for me, that's how I stayed uh, mentally focused. And I raced my race. I didn't worry about whatever anyone else was doing because I feel like that, you know, when you start racing someone else's race, I think they mentally got you beat. So that's how I stayed focused. And that's, uh, that, that it, that's a great question. So that's how it was for me, RV. What about yourself? Yeah. You know, I think, I think, um, I think you, you nailed one of the, one of the nails right on the head was, is having a routine. Um, yeah. I think the biggest problem I see, and he, he references that he's a B rider, so he's still an amateur. And obviously um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking anywhere from what, 14 to probably 17 years old there, 18 years old that he's a, in that realm of, of uh, age. So yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Your friends going out and doing this and hanging out and, and I think as for your riding itself, depend, number one, set a goal. Yeah. What is that? Is it, is it, is it to race across? Is it not? Is it to be the best um, local pro um, around, around town or your, where you live? Uh, and if that's the case, then like having um, a structured plan for Monday through Friday. So, you know, if Monday's a ride day, you go and you know exactly what you're going to do for laps. Um, instead of showing up and trying to guess what you're doing. Um, I see that a lot where it's like, Oh, I think I'm going to do this now. Or oh, shit, I'm going to do, I'm going to bust out a 30 right now. And then it's like, okay, what's next. I don't know. I'm just, gonna, yeah. I'm going to just go out and ride. And, and um, you know, even a bad plan, even a, even not doing the right things, but having it, the structure is, is better than doing some things really good and then no, no structure at all. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, we appreciate you, Z Wiley, and uh, you know what to do. Slide into the DM. We'll get you uh, all taken care of, quad lock will, and uh, we appreciate, again, we appreciate the support and uh, everything that uh, you guys do. Uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, there are some other questions, though, that I thought was pretty good, and one of them comes from Aaron Jones underscore 17. He says, does a season, and I like this. I love to hear RV's uh, response on this. Does a season like Chase had last year help with a next help with this year, or does it add more pressure? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I man, I think Chase right now is is sitting in a great position. Um, had a great, uh, definitely made some mistakes in outdoors, oh. but um, you know, watching some of the replays and some of the stuff that I've seen with all pro motocross stuff coming, coming, really coming and surging up through the social media stuff right now, you can see all the battles that they're posting with Chase and Eli. Um, and he rode really well. And now he's coming off of a very, very, uh, you know, uh, high right now with the supercross championship. And, uh, you know, I think it only makes him stronger coming into this outdoor season. Yeah. Um, how about, uh, let's see here. Roosted productions. Tom VL predictions. Well, I don't make predictions, but I hope that he does good. I think, uh, hey, he made it through Supercross, and that's that's hard to do. Uh, so, I'm just I'm I think I'm I'm kind of excited to see how he's going to do. I don't I, I don't know how good he's going to be. Um, I think he'll be good because he's a two-time um, GP champion. You don't win two championships by not being good. So I think he'll uh, I think he'll do well and I hope that he does what you think. I, yeah, I think so too. Um, uh, established guy already with two champion, two MXGP championships. Um, obviously there's going to be a big learning curve, I think in outdoors first season, I think what might surprise him is maybe the pace right out of the gate for some of these lights guys, or, you know, our racing over here in general, in general, I guess. Um, 
you know, so, but I, I do think he's going to be strong. I mean, he's, he's held himself out for two, like I said, two MXGP championships and those are long series, eight, oh, 17, 18 rounds. Um, and he's been in it, been in it to win it at the very end. So um, I think he's got a great shot to, to, to be in that top five at the end of the season, if he stays healthy. Yeah. I think uh, it, it'll be, it'll be fun to see definitely him being a good starter. All I've heard about is how good a starter he is. So that'll certainly be helpful. All right. So Ricky, I got a, we have another question here from Suds334. More Uh of a statement, Honda goes 24 and 0 in the 450 class. Well, you know, it'd be crazy, right? To think about, they've been on a dry run as far as 450 championships go, but you just have to, I mean, listen, I'm not being disrespectful to any other guys, but there is a legitimate shot that they could win um every single moto and certainly every outdoor i mean you just facts are facts for the most part and i, I think that jet's going to be a quick learner um just from what i've seen he doesn't make the same mistake twice often is he going to have some bumps in the road for sure but then you just go back to how good chase was last year and i think what he learned last year and he's talked about it here on title 24 with you and i uh, about what he learned from eli and the hmm. type of competitor he is. So I, I think that Honda is in a great spot to win every single moto in every single uh, race, this, this pro motocross championship, which some people might think that's boring, but I think it's cool. I think it's fun to watch that the anticipation uh, weekend and week out of wondering, <clears throat> you know, which, you know, which rider is going to buckle first or can they keep going? So uh, yeah, I think Honda can win every moto this, this year in pro motocross championship. So do I, I do, I do think that, you know, between the two riders, if Chase isn't winning, Jet should be right there winning, right? And vice versa, if Jet's not winning, Chase should be, Chase should be winning. So um, I think it's very achievable for the, for that brand to go 24-0, for Honda to go 24-0. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, exciting to see. you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, Fidelity. Can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then... When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, before we get into to the meat of the Promoter Cross Championship, uh, let's thank our sponsors, United Motorsports, unitedmotorsports.com. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, if you're in the Kentucky, Ohio area, there's six locations. Pop in the store. Uh, Boxo USA is in there as well. So you can check out boxousa.com on their website. And last but not least, of course, is Quadlock Case. Quadlock Case 
Com, fantastic company, uh, all kinds of stuff. And um, if you want to save yourself 10%, make sure you use the uh, promo code TITLE24. It's 10% off site-wide. And all of us like to save a little bit of cheddar here and there. So uh, these are our great partners willing to uh, give you guys a great discount. So check, uh, check their websites out. And uh, like I said, if you're anywhere in the Ohio, Kentucky area, check, uh, check out United Motorsports. They're doing a great job and some great people there. Moving into the motocross preview. 450 class, we got Chase versus um, a, a Jet. You know, do you think there's any other riders that can – you think any other riders can crash a party, dude? Straight up, man. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I mean, I think we're we're we might have some a few breakout rides here and there, but as for anybody competing with Chase and Jet right now, I don't see it really happening. But uh, uh, from a fan standpoint, I hope it does. Um, but just you know, the the team that Honda's put together that they that they have for the for the 450 class, those those dudes are no slouches. So I think it's gonna be really hard um to get those two out of one and one in the first and second spot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're I feel like we're at, like when we go to Anaheim one, right? Everyone's like, who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? And I hate making predictions. RV, you know that. And and honestly, we'd be guessing, but I feel like we know that Chase and, and Jed are going to be the best guys in the 450. But uh, what we were, you and I were talking about before we started recording this, is I always like to go in the first couple rounds, especially Supercross, but but even Pro Motocross, and just like let guys get situated, see what the lay of the land is. You know, I mean, yeah, I think Jet's going to be great. I think Chase is going to be great. Uh, that what I'm looking forward to for the 450 class is I'm looking to see how Chase starts off. You know, does he take that momentum from last year Pro Motocross Championship and then now winning the Supercross Championship? Does he bleed that in? I mean, he he fought a hard, hard battle last year with one of the best to ever do it. So it came up just a tad shy, but that's nothing to be uh, to fr be frowned upon because uh, that guy is really, really. I mean, Eli Tomac is so hard to beat. Uh, Dylan Ferrandis. Um, I do think it's going to take some time for him to get going. Um, I, I think he, once he gets going, I think he will get better and better as each weekend goes out. He's a past champion. So you just have to give him that respect. I don't anticipate him starting out, uh, having that raw speed just because he's taken so much time off. So mm -hmm. I think he'll race his way into, in, into being good and better. I agree. I agree. I think, um, definitely had some time off, right. Um, and that, that, that doesn't help you for sure. Um, also the, the new YZ 450 for outdoors. Um, I'm sure they're going to come up some, come up with some things that they're like, okay, we need to make this better. We need to change this. You know, I don't think they're going to be far off, but as for gate drops and, you know, debut, not debuting, but essentially debuting a, a new 450 to outdoors to elements yeah. that outdoors bring, um, you know, that might be something that they're going to have to work around for a first couple, first couple rounds and along with himself to, to get kind of back up to speed because he hasn't raced that much this year. Yeah, I think, um, also, yep, yeah, for sure. And I think also what, um, you know, because the, the field is a little thin and some of the great guys are, are, are sidelined for the beginning of the series. I think that, uh, that it's going to be interesting to see who's able to kind of rise up and get some personal bests. And this is where the SMX, 
uh, you know, Super Motocross World Championship really comes into play. It's a great opportunity for some of the guys who didn't run up front in Supercross to come out and get locked in, make some good points in the Pro Motocross Championship uh, to lock themselves into the playoff rounds to where they don't have to race into that, which you know how tough that's going to be. It's going to be uh, cutthroat for sure. So this is a great opportunity for some of these guys to, uh, to, to cash in on some points, right? I mean, I, I think you and I, sitting there when we when we were part of that uh, special announcement at the Coliseum, I didn't know the magnitude of, of what it was going to be until kind of like now where we're at, it's, it's pretty mm. important for these guys to get top 20 in both, both series. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, obviously we kind of know the, the, the front runners, right. Those guys are, and uh, you know, the guys that are currently have been racing all of supercross and going to go through most or all of outdoors. We already know where those guys are going to sit, but the guys that uh, are currently benched from being hurt, the ones that can come back, get back sooner than later to, to get those valuable points. And then also um, guys outside the top eight, top 10, let's say, um, got because we have guys that are sidelined now these guys like to your point of making a name for themselves and and uh, getting very valuable points setting themselves up for for those last three smx rounds um is very very critical so i think we might have some of our best racing from fifth to 15th we'll see you never know yeah i'm i'm, I'm looking forward for guys to step up and uh it's a great opportunity for them and this is uh this is round 18 of the inaugural smx world championship uh series so i'm excited for it and uh it's gonna be a lot of a lot of fun to watch moving on to the 250 you just have to think that hunter lawrence is uh is class of the field there are some young guys in there you already talked about it volan he, he seems to be pretty fast so i'm glad you gave us that insight my eye is going to be on him but i kind of approach the 250 class the same way that i did in the 450 class I just want to see what everyone has. The motos are going to be longer. We'll get an idea of who's in shape and who isn't uh, by the tone of their riding style and their body language on the bike. Um, RV, you're out in Cali a lot more than, than I am. Obviously, you're at the tracks. Uh, who are some guys that you think could do well? And, and who are some guys that you think could possibly challenge Hunter, um, you know, several weekends out of this championship? You know, I think... Uh... Okay. So uh, we mentioned Max Voland, um, at the start of the show, he's, uh, the last two or since I've seen him outdoors, what week and a half or so, um, he's for Paul, for Paula or for Fox raceway in Hangtown. Very, I, for me, I think difficult tracks. Um, Hangtown wasn't always my favorite place, right. uh, to race and neither was Paula. So I think from what I've seen of the typical Southern California, uh, tracks, Hangtown, Paula, from what I've seen, Max is going to be, he's going to be very, very good at those first two, uh, depending obviously where he puts himself in a good position off the gate, you know, things like that. But uh, Tom Biel also uh, riding very well. Um, I heard Hampshire was just out uh, today, actually, it, uh, at Paris. Um, I was traveling, but um, he looked really strong from what, what, I, what I'm Shimoda? hearing. Shimoda. Was, yep. Shimoda. Yep. So he uh, also very very strong from what I've seen. He, I, I love watching him ride because you'll turn around and be like, man, he's not going very fast. And then, and then you, you, he's like doing everything just perfect and, and doesn't look like he's trying very hard at all. And then also, and then you're like, holy, holy hell, this is a good lap time. So. Hey, um, Justin Cooper. Danger Justin boy. Cooper. Yeah. I mean, we got so it's, a, it's, it's a, it's okay. Put it this way. 
I guess I'll, I'll, I'll flip it around. Hunter in the past hasn't been the best starter. So Hunter puts himself fifth through eighth or, you know, let's say the last Salt Lake round Supercross didn't get a good start, was running around like eighth through 10th. Right. So, um, and you put some of these young guns up front, you put, uh, you know, that's, that could be, that could be, um, yeah. you know, like a danger or a Max Voland or uh, a Joe, right? So, um, Kitchen, uh, Jordan Smith. Um, yeah. I'm hoping for me. I'm personally a hometown kid. I'm hoping to see Levi. Levi do do. I'd like to uh, see the chef get in there. That's right. I'd like to see him finish and have a consistent outdoor season and uh, and be fighting for wins or podiums every single round. That's that's what I would. Yeah, it's gonna be. That 250 class, like in my opinion, and I'd love to know your opinion. Do you feel like it is like it's gnarlier from the fifth to 12th place guy or 10th place guy right now in the 250 than it is from the fifth to the 10th place guy in the 450? Like, is it more impressive for a kid to go, say, top seven, one of these younger guys in the 250 than it is for? you know, a 12th place guy to get seventh in the 450. Like what, which, like what well, with, with all of our guys benched right now? Yes. I, I did. It's definitely a deeper, deeper <laughs> right. field. You yeah. know, it's definitely a deeper field um, in the lights class. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be exciting and uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it, dude. And I don't know how you are RV, but I love watching these cats just go like, just melt down when it's super hot, super rough. I want to see what these guys are made, made of, man. It, 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 it's always fun to watch from, from my eyes or probably same, same, same as you to see, you know, what, who's going to break and what kind of mistakes are they going to make as it gets 15, 20 minutes into the moto, it's hot, it's getting rough. Um, the tracks deteriorating and things like that. So, um, that's, that's what outdoors is, you know, I think that's what, out, what makes outdoors so special is, is you, you not only do you have to be fast, but you have to have the grit and determination to, to keep fighting. And even if it's not fighting with another rider, it's, it's fighting yourself to keep pushing at that pace with that heat. Um, you know, Southwick, another gnarly track, right. The lower back starts to go out. Um, you know, I think that's probably one of the toughest tracks on the circuit. Everybody's like, you know, oh, it's nothing like Europe, the sand, but dude, Southwick's so slippery. Like it's one of the hardest places to ride at speed. Mm-hmm. Hey, one of our one of our bosses here at uh, Title Twenty Four was wondering. Uh, Chase Sexton seemed to fix his Supercross crashing problems. He had quite a few mistakes outdoors last year. Could the Supercross fix move to motocross? You want you want I'm, to take that? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I do. I do yeah. think. I think he's in a whole different headspace uh, currently, and and not not because he just won his won the Supercross championship. I think it was it was leading into that prior to that. You know, like we've referenced this. I don't know, maybe ten times on the show already about him, like you have, Ricky, of him focusing the last on the last ten minutes of his racing of of the races in Supercross versus the first ten. A lot of guys, oh, we need to sprint, we need to get up, we need to get out, we need to break away. Um, but then what do they do at the end of the moto? And I think that's where that was Chase's biggest deal was, was, uh, it wasn't that he had a first or second or third, um, lap crash. It was always a bit into the motos, um, when, when there was a bit of a lull. Um, so yeah, watch Hugo, watch the replay, watch Hugo. Eli goes down and Chase comes in and, and uh, runs him over. 
So I, I do think I think I do think Chase is going to fix it. There's another one pushing the front. I just think Chase is in a different headspace right now, and um, I got to think the bike is 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 substantially better than 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 or substantial is a bit better than last year. Every year they keep making these things a bit better. They work on little issues. Um, There's Iron yeah, see, Man. What, what, some videos, some replays of Sexton and uh, having some wobbles, but then also looking extremely well on the bike. Uh, to oh, me, yeah, all the, every one of these, Ricky, every one of these mistakes, they look, they're, they're so very similar. Um, and then also they're, to me, to me watching looks like a brain fart because there's nothing really, you, know, you can't say, oh man, he got kicked here and, and he wasn't expecting that kick. It's like, it, they look, they all look very similar and they, and, and I think he's got that problem fixed. I do. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And you know, I, I'm already, hey, it, it wouldn't be like us. I mean, we haven't had a lot of drama on the show today, but I'm just going to go ahead for our followers, uh, our, our, our listeners and our viewers. I'm going to throw this out there and I know it's early. Okay. And then I'm, I'm giving these guys some bait. But um, <laughs> I, what I want to see, if, if Jet comes out swinging and these two are close, the mind game of, what this championship is going to be like. It's going to mm -hmm. be epic. One guy trying to better the next guy and who's going to be able to manage that mentally and who's going to be the best guys all 11 races. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it does, that's why I want to get ahead of the ball and you hear it here first on title 24 is like, this could, this could be happening. And I love watching that mental aspect of it. I think you're right. I do think you're right. What the crazy part is, is we're not dealing with um, a, uh, a jet, for example, we're not dealing with a kid that is, that's moving up to a 450 class that is, that you can see is going to make a ton of mistakes, like looking at him on paper and, and the maturity of what the way he rides and how much uh, that both of them, Hunter and jet, but, but jet think about what's happening during the race. Um, yeah. I think that yes, if he's in a if they're in a position and they're close racing, dude, that's going to get gnarly. I think because <laughs> Jet's not an average eight nineteen year old kid a, a, as a racer mentally. I think he's he's much older than that. So it's going to be epic to see. Yeah, so it's going to be. I, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I hope it pans out. But nevertheless, hey, they gave us a lot to talk about after each and every Supercross. I expect nothing less. Uh, like like, hey guys, everyone tuning in. That 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 uh, even though there's a lot of guys out, there's a lot to look forward to in the 450 class. But that 250 class is going to be absolutely epic. And you watch those guys from like five to ten. There's going to be a lot of swapping and a lot of back and forth and a lot of inconsistencies. But that's going to be compelling to watch. And and who's going to be the guy that takes it to the next level? So they're going to give us something to talk about next week. I know they will. Always, I can't wait. Yeah. No doubt. So, hey, that, uh, this weekend is a massive, massive weekend on uh, on, on NBC. Uh, it all starts Thursday with SMX Insider available on YouTube. Then Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. The motocross season begins out in California at Pala Fox Raceway. It's going to be epic. We just gave you all the goods and keep your eyes peeled on what we talked about. There will be a post-race show on YouTube following the race. On Sunday, it's the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. First pre-race show starts at 9 a.m. Eastern on Peacock. Then at 11 a.m., it moves over to NBC before the green flag at noon. 
And this does not even count. F1 at Monaco in the morning. Oh, I can't wait for that. And then NASCAR Coke 600 in Charlotte that evening. Man, I'm going to be posted up, bro. I ain't on the yeah. road. I'm gonna be tuned in, my man. Ain't no cycle. Ain't no cycling. No, we ain't running that day. It's gonna, no. be, it's gonna be a couch and and a couple adult beverages, probably. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll, uh, <laughs> hey, everyone, uh, please subscribe wherever you download or uh, watch your podcast. Uh, make sure you like and uh, like, subscribe, leave your comments, and of course, you can always watch us on Motorsports on NBC YouTube page. Of course, Peacock as well, and that's on demand. And then uh, your favorite podcast applications like we already talked about. Uh, we appreciate all the love that you guys uh, that you guys give us. And, of course, our partners, uh, United Motorsports, Quad Lock Case, and Boxo USA. And, RV, I want you to be careful out there because uh, I need my partner back to... Uh, that's to, that's to, right. I got to I gotta try to keep up with... Yeah, I know. Right. I got to try to keep up with uh, Damon, man. He's, uh, you know, Bradshaw. <laughs> okay. he's, uh, he's, a, he's an animal on that T7, I can tell you. Don't don't take the bait and uh, keep the shiny keep the shiny side up and send us some uh, send us some content, dude. That's right, I will. I'll do my best. I'll do my best with the service. Uh, surprisingly, we got very good service at the hotel, but I, I have a feeling that as soon as we get off the main roads, it's over. Well, it's cocktail hour over there for sure. It's five o'clock, so I'm gonna I'm gonna right. let you know, and we will see everyone next week here again on Title Twenty Four. Thank you for listening. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply.